welcome to the Wednesday Drive, second edition of the Wednesday Drive, and uh, yes, I am heading to the weekly BNI meeting, which is about 45 minutes from home, and yet again, I'm just going to just kind of talk about what's on uh, what's on my mind, um, and of course, while driving in the car, my the Anchor app is on. Um, the Anchor app is going on my phone. And my phone is sitting in the passenger seat. I am just sitting here uh, with my hands on the steering wheel. Well, one hand on the steering wheel because I'm at a light. And the other hand, I'm taking a drink of my coffee. One moment. And just getting ready to start. Uh, really just getting ready to start the day. And um, a couple of things. I've started to really get into the, the 10K training. Formally training for the 10K now. And uh, really how I'm doing that is I'm going to get up and do a couple miles in the morning. I'm doing two miles in the morning right now, a um, couple days into that. And that will probably get up to three, maybe four. I, I will definitely um, be doing some weekend walks, maybe a little bit of walk running uh, to do the six miles just all at one time so that I actually going to be able to complete this race. Uh, I'm kind of holding off for the weather to break before I do that. But um, in the meantime, just getting at least two miles a day and five days a week, ramping up the uh, my, my endurance for that and just really getting my body prepared to do it. And, you know, I thought about posting, I thought about posting on Instagram this morning because it took me, I was going at like a 24 minute like I, I was walking, I, I could have gone faster, I could have, you know, been running, and it's funny because you'll see people, like, kind of get a little hesitant, or not really hesitant, but getting in their head about their pace, like, I want to be running a certain pace, I want to be doing this, I want to be doing that, and I think for me, uh, one, I, I know for me, like, my entire, my, my whole goal here for the 10K that we're doing um, for the Flying Pig is May 4th. If you've not signed up already, uh, sign up now. Use code ARASH10. That is A-R-A-S-H-1-0 or AMANDA10. AMANDA and the number 10. So I can spell AMANDA's name for you if you'd like, but I think you can, I, I think you can, uh, you can figure that one out. So, um, yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm excited. It's funny because, like, to me, the race is secondary. I'm, I'm really pumped up about Friday night and getting to hang out with the folks that are coming in for this, and uh, it's just crazy to me, like, how this started as, uh, as something where Arash and, uh, and Gary, Gary Cantrell were, were going back and forth on a podcast, and this whole thing has come out of it to where we're all going to be meeting up, all going to be doing this race, and it's just, it, it, it speaks to the best side of social media, where you really can create your own experience on there and you know if you if if things are becoming really really negative uh, for for you and, and what you're seeing on social you know what hide those accounts unfollow those people if you have to and just find better accounts seriously like i got a ton of them on instagram i can point you in the direction of those positivity ninjas that are uh, pinned to my profile they're good people <laughs> they really are they're they're, they're good individuals, and, and you know, being a positive person isn't about being, 
positive 100% of the time because, you know, we all have stuff that we have to deal with. But it's just somebody that's that's trying to do the best they can to stay in a positive mindset and trying to encourage and support others. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really an amazing thing when you can get to it. And that's why um, when I do hear kind of... There's a negative side of social media, of course. Um, but again, you have the... Um, the experience to, uh, or you can really shape the experience that you have, and I, I think that's that's one part of all of this that people tend to forget. Like, you know, when you say that you need a, maybe you don't need a break from social media. Maybe you need to completely break ties with some of the accounts that you're following and some of the, the stuff that you're looking at. I mean, that I totally, I'm totally on board with. Um, and I'll get to because the, the other cool thing about me doing the um, getting the miles in in the morning is I actually will have time to listen to more podcasts. Now, when I'm working out at the gym, I'm typically doing, um, I'm typically listening to music. Like I'll, I can, I can listen to podcasts while I'm lifting weights, but like if I'm doing cardio, I, I gotta have music. So I have not been listening to as many podcasts other than when I'm in the car. But what I'm excited about is this is going to give me some time first thing in the morning to catch up on some podcasts. And um, I think I'm about three quarters, maybe 80% of the way through of the one that's uh, Gary's episode this week with Glenn Rodriguez, Glenn Rodriguez. And what I like about, what I like about Glenn is that he, he, he's like, he's been trying to sort this stuff out for himself and he's, he's very transparent about it. And if you go back and listen to the episode that he, um, did with Gary last year, it's. Um, it just, he, he was like, like he was wanting to move to LA. He put a, a, a deadline on it. And then like, he kind of stepped back and he, he just kind of reevaluated that. And you know, the way that things have fallen, he's gotten what sounds like a pretty awesome opportunity coming up. And, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be able to, to do a lot of things that, you know what, if somebody would have told him this time last year, Hey man, 12 months from now, or like in May when you did the podcast, if they said, "Hey man, ten months from now, this is going to be what what your life looks like," and you're just, but you're going to have to stay where you are, and you're going to have to work through some things. But if you do that instead of trying to make um, you know make this move, like this is how your life's going to work out. And I, I think he probably I haven't spoken to him about it. Cool thing is, I just listened to that podcast about an hour ago, and I'm, I'm kind of putting some thoughts together on it now. But I think if somebody had had mentioned to him, like, okay, you know, this is where your life is going to be in less than a year, he probably would be super stoked about it. So, and, and see, I think that's kind of the frustrating thing for all of us here because, like, we have stuff that we're working on, but we just don't know, we just don't know the time period. And that's why when we set these goals, these, these, and, and everybody will tell you, well, make your goals time-bound, you know, because that's part of the SMART goal uh, setup. Make them time-bound. Well, you know, I think, truthfully, the things, trying to get things done by a certain time, like, in a lot of cases, when we're talking about figuring out what you want to do with your life, you can't really control that because, you know, you're, talked about this some with weight loss. I mean, you're when you're going through a weight loss journey, you're really just developing skills and you know it takes time to do that and that's why I'm so big on getting people to stop 
trying to do the whole racing thing with weight loss where you're trying to lose X amount of pounds and X amount of months and somehow if you lose the weight faster than than other people, you know, you're somehow winning some stupid race that, and it is a stupid race. I, I, I hope that all of you as we're, it's kind of, it's very much topical here on Weigh In Wednesday because a lot of people are going to be posting their scale numbers, but like, don't pretend, you, you want to know how you win that race? You don't run in that. You run your own race. You run your own, um, do your own pace, do your own distance, and you do your own thing and you're going to be happy. Um, Oh my gosh, that's like actually a great segue because what I was, what I was gonna, and I may end up posting this on Instagram. I I don't know. I mean, I might do an IGTV about it just to kind of explain it. But like, the reason I was gonna post my my pace, my 24 minute mile pace of just walking, it was like I was cool with it. And you know, the reason I was cool with it, yes, I mean the whole thing of 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 having CP and just being able to do the things I'm able to do on a daily basis and the fact that I'm not in a wheelchair and the fact that I'm able to, you know, actually lead by example, like do the, do the hundred floors a few times a week, work out four to six times a week, do two miles in the morning, like, you know, been fortunate enough to be around the whole weight loss thing for over 20 years and like, as, as still a relatively young man, be able to tell you what my thoughts and and just kind of what I've seen going through the process, like, but had everything, and believe me, there are plenty of times when I was trying to lose weight that everything was time-bound, um, but, like, just learning the entire process and developing the skills, or I, I basically have been able to do all this stuff and learn all this despite myself, so it's like the process is going to happen anyway, um, you might as well enjoy it and be happy about it you'll see both sides of it on social media. You'll see some people that are just kind of chilling. Gary's actually a prime example right now with what he's doing with DDP yoga. I mean, he's, he's, he's experimenting where he's not going to the gym and he's just doing the yoga at home. And because he's not participating in that how fast can I lose the weight race, he's enjoying it. Um, so, I gotta, so yes, the fact that I'm able to do the stuff that I'm able to do is, is actually, that, that helps me keep stuff in perspective. But also what's really helping me keep this in perspective is, you know, I've done this, this stuff where I'd get up and do the miles in the morning before, and I used to be really, really big on the step challenges for Fitbit, the Fitbit step challenges, the weekly ones, and I would get up first thing in the morning and I would walk for like 45 minutes to an hour, just get some steps in, and then like we would, um, there was a there was a group up at up at, uh, up at Crossroads here in Florence where we would meet up at, on Tuesday night. And, uh, we would walk and get our steps in, and we would have like a weekly challenge amongst everybody within the group, and it was it was fun. But what ended up happening is between all that stuff that I was you know, doing, all that stuff, um, I actually I, I messed up my foot. I wound up with a stress fracture. Now I was wearing uh, the shoes I was wearing at the time were not helpful. I was wearing like those. Um, I was wearing the minimal, the minimalist style, the, the Nike free running shoes, which were super, like, really, really comfortable. But when you're putting you know, day after day, doing miles and miles and miles of just moving, and you know, I, I had, I wound up getting this stress fracture, um, and I didn't go. It's funny. I tell you guys to go to the doctor all the time. Uh, with this particular one, I knew what I did. 
like a couple years earlier I had plantar fasciitis for the same stupid reason uh, I was I was overdoing it and then like I knew what it is that, that I, I, I didn't need to I mean I, I just had kind of felt with you know kind of my experience with going to physical therapists going to orthopedics and having multiple times where people are like I, I would come in and the doctor would be like okay so what do you think's going on and I would like start getting very very specific he'd be like yeah you're probably right so how do you think you should treat it this this was literally the the, um, the doctor's visit I had with the uh, with the orthopedic about plantar fasciitis he's like oh yeah he's like that's exactly what you should do keep doing that and then of course I went to go check out that again to my copay and everything uh, so but anyway so like I had been doing all this stuff this was 2015 through 2016, um, and then 2017, like January 1st, I like, I could not, I was having trouble even walking, like it just, it was, and, and the reason I think it was a stress fracture is there was no like, you know, after you move around for a while, it would loosen up and, and be fine, there was none of that, this was constant pain, so I finally had found some shoes that were, while not all that comfortable, I could absolutely at least um, walk in. And I mean, I still was dealing with the pain, but it was it was helping it. So really, for 2017, I mean, the, my workouts were very very minimal. Um, you know, I could I, st I would still do some upper body stuff, but like I could not if. If what I was normally doing was a level seven, eight, or nine, like I was probably at a three or four the entire year. Um, it, it's it, and it's frustrating when that happens. And then um, into 2018, I was still dealing with that. Um, you know, I I think probably around last summer or fall is where I started to kind of feel like okay. frustrating when you have an overuse injury because like, what you do is you ice it and you rest it and uh, I was taking some anti-inflammatories not every day I would take those as needed I know some people are against taking uh, you know regular medication but, like I've, I've always like when I used to have inflammation flare-ups when I was a little kid because uh, my ankles used to have a lot of inflammation issues which ironically now like I, they don't really that was something that bothered me for years, and I, I haven't really had an ankle flare up in a while. I would totally, probably, a decade actually. It's, it's really been a while since I've had a major ankle, like major stuff going on with my ankle. Um, but anyway, so like, I always would take that for my, for my ankles. I would take anti-inflammatories as needed. Uh, so a little a leave here and there doesn't bother me. Um, so, but like, that's what you do: is you rest it, you ice it, you take a leave, and then like. Good, so you'd have to go out and test it. Sometimes you would test it, it would be fine. Sometimes you would test it, and two and three days later, it would start. You, you know, the injury would act up again, and you'd have to rest. Um, you know, sometimes you'd work out, and at the end of the workout, you'd feel it, like, oh, I overdid it. So it's this whole mind game of like, you know, treating and testing and evaluating and adjusting if need be or moving forward. So that was basically. 
it's funny, it's about a year and a half, uh, and that was a recent year and a half, so like, just the fact that I'm able to do, um, to do the, the stair climber, to do the punching bag, which when I couldn't do, and that was the thing too, when, my, when I was, really was having the, uh, the foot issues at the very, very beginning of it, I couldn't even do the punching bag, because I, I guess of just the way I set my feet when I do it, um, so yeah, I, I, I had that kind of an injury, so like now, if I, and I, I'm very cautious, like at the, at the first sign of any kind of inflammation flare-up, um, I'm not trying to be a hero, I'm not trying to push through, I'm just going to my next workout, because uh, that is something with, when I was having that issue with my, the foot issue of 2017 and 18, um, there was a build-up. I, I probably, if I was honest about it, like, I started seeing symptoms of it um, that summer. So, 2016. The summer of 2016. And it, it probably took a good six weeks. And, like, they weren't constant. But there were definitely times where, you know, I should have taken a day or two off to rest in ice versus push through and be Macho Man. I was almost going to do the Macho Man promo, but I'm not going to do that. Gary does a very nice job of that, too, by the way. Um, so let's give mad props to those of you that are his podcast producers now that are actually supporting what this man is doing so he's going to continue to be able to create content he's going to be able to push forward and do the things that he's doing and a lot of that is because of the support you as a community uh, are actually providing him and if you're not supporting him on Patreon Go to his Patreon page. I don't have the URL offhand, but I'm sure it's, it's in his profile. If you ask him, be like, just DM him. I know he's at Gary Cantrell on Instagram. Be like, hey, I want to support you. What can I do? And then go over there. Give him at least 10 bucks a month because he's putting out fire content every week. He puts out all kinds of bonus stuff. The archive that this man has is ridiculous. Like, going back to, like, early to mid-2000s is insane. So he's been at this stuff for a while. So continue to... Uh,
know there's a lot of hucksters out there that are just trying to amass followers to copy and paste sales messages into DMs. And, um, there's all kinds of like follow and unfollow and copy and paste comments so you can you know, gain, gain the system to get people to follow you back. And, you know, the, the real magic in social media is actually just connecting with people and having conversations. Um, and I will say, um, another thing when I was listening, um, when I was listening to Gary uh, this morning, um, should I say Glenn Gary? listening to them this morning, they were talking about Facebook, and I know it's really popular right now to just delete Facebook from your phone, I totally get why, <laughs> but I, uh, and, and I got, I got as, as annoyed with all the political posts from both sides, like, I don't, I don't, I don't talk politics on social media, I don't really, like, you know, there's just, there's, to kind of echo the sentiments of what those gentlemen were saying this morning, you know, you're not going to convince somebody of your, like, if somebody opposes you, you posting something is not going to convince them of guys. Um, and it just, it can get into this toxic spiral where you're just, you're just consuming this stuff over and over and over and, and it gets to be, you know, it gets to be too much. So what I did for the longest time, the only time I would get on Facebook was to post in the community groups that I did and, and occasionally, or that I do, I still do, uh, and then um, also post to the, the pages for your level of fitness and now the Daryl Perry podcast has its own Facebook page. Uh, I will start doing some marketing. Like I, I have marketing Daryl and I have marketing Daryl as an Instagram handle and also as a, um, as a Facebook page, but I think the Daryl Perry podcast is just going to, I'll put all the marketing stuff in there. Hey, I'm going to take this call from my wife and see what's going on. All right, back from the phone call. Um, <laughs> so as far as a Facebook and going on and, and kind of my, my alternate strategy with this is I was like, you know what, if everybody is complaining about how negative this platform is um, and I'm somebody that puts out messages that are on the positive side of things just put those messages out on Facebook and sometimes that is that is literally as simple as something that I've posted on Instagram looking at the copy of it taking the you know clicking on edit post do a copy all paste it into Facebook remove the hashtags and put it in as a post um, I'm actually it's kind of funny because in the fitness industry as a whole it's always about you know the latest and greatest thing and the, the stuff that I talk about over and over is very practical. It's very straightforward. But if you follow it, it works. So for that reason, I will, you know, put posts and I, I will go back and find posts from six months to a year ago. Um, and a lot of times I don't even change the copy at all. I just make sure that there's not something in there like, hey, you know, let's get after Monday and then like post it on a Thursday. That's just too sloppy. But... You know, I am absolutely about uh, posting that stuff just because I, I, when I'm posting something on social media, I'm really like if one person sees that and there's a genuine reaction to it, then 
or, you know, if it starts a conversation or it helps them, then it's done its job. Um, so I'm happy about that. It's not, uh, it, it, it isn't as much about likes, although we all like to have likes because that's social proof or social credibility. Um, it's funny because somebody can put a message out, have next to no likes, and then somebody else could put the, the uh, same exact message out and get a bunch of likes. And, you know, when people see it, the one that has the most likes, the most comments, is going to get the most engagement because, you know, like, it, it is, it, it's social proof is a real thing. Um, so anyway, but like, just I'll post stuff over and over. And, um, or sometimes I'll scroll through, scroll through my feed, scroll through my podcast episodes, and I'll just, you know, take one of the ideas from there and come up with something completely different. So, I guess I'm, I'm copying myself. Cool. By the way, like, anybody that wants to, and I, I've mentioned this, if you want to use my stuff, I think it's awesome if you uh, want to tag me. I think it's awesome every time you guys do that. But seriously, even the people that are, like, just trying to come up with ideas, if you want to take it as your own idea, fine. Uh, am I going to think it's the coolest thing if you crop the Your Level Fitness logo out or the the, uh, the handle that says at Daryl Perry Podcast and, like, use it as your own? I'm not going to think it's the coolest thing, but I get why you're doing it. Um, I, you know, so if you do that, you do that. But there is always this whole thing. If you're the person just copying the idea verbatim, then you don't really understand the context behind it, and you're always at a disadvantage. And if you get exposed to somebody that's doing that kind of stuff online, that's your reputation is such a huge thing when it comes to social media and social media content 
is that you're never going to put enough stuff on. There's always a ton of platforms to be on, and you have to really, you have to be able to kind of look at the landscape and decide what's going to be best for you to get your message out. And I, uh, it's funny because I opened up Instagram today, and they're now they're you know how they give you like the little Instagram updates at the very at the very top um, with your stories and to tell you about this new feature. So now they're talking about how promoting an IGTV and you know just noticing because I think everybody is is felt the squeeze on when they're posting on Instagram that not nearly as many people are seeing it and it's not to this extent guys but I really think that you know Instagram has, has figured out the ad platform enough that Facebook, who owns Instagram, can put a similar squeeze on organic traffic. Now, if we like our verbal marketing history lesson, when Facebook started doing this, when basically it, it used to be if you had a fan page, yes, yes, Gary, I'll use the word fan page. Uh, if you had a fan page or a business page and you had however many people, like 200 people liked it, if you posted something, it would, you know, it could very easily show up in the vast majority of those people's feeds uh, without you having to pay for it. It's great exposure. There were a lot of people that that built their brand on Facebook during that time. Um, and then what ended up happening is they came out with the Facebook ad and you would have to pay for exposure. Now, and it, it's still like this today because I'm running a Facebook ad right now for the uh, cerebral palsy episode that I did, the first the, my CP story. I've done a few CP episodes, but I'm now uh, running a Facebook ad that is for uh, that first my CP story. It's targeted towards people that are you know have shown interest in cerebral palsy, and then also and, and then the 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 excluding or narrowing your audience, I think, is the biggest. That, that is the biggest thing to like when you're when you're deciding who you want to target with your Facebook ads, um, putting that extra qualifier where they they can match any one of these criteria, but also have to fit into this criteria. Um, I think that's that's how you really really get your audiences defined in the way that you need to. Um, so what I'm what I did was they had to they had to be interested in any one of these CP related causes, you know, terms, pages, whatever, and then they also had to either be interested in Spotify or podcasts, because the link that I was, that I was tying to this post, and it's just a promoted post, you can go on the Daryl Perry podcast right now, it's a post that I did uh, a couple days ago, and, you know, the, the learn more button, if they click on it, I really wish they had a listen now, but that would be fantastic, so, um, and as we talk about marketing stuff, if if there's ever anything that you guys have found out on your own that is, is actually different than what I'm saying or would actually be helpful or you think might possibly be helpful, please please share it because I'm always learning about this stuff too. Um, but, you know, some linking to the Spotify thing and running this ad and, um, and just seeing how it's going. And right now it's going very well. A couple days in, we're getting the likes uh, in there and the reactions and the shares. This thing is costing about four cents per engagement right now, which is really, really good. And likes, shares, comments, those, those are what they consider engagement. So what will happen is after this ad runs is I'm going to go through, and 
I'll probably end up spending by the time it's over with. Uh, I, I did ten dollars for three days, ten dollars total for three days, and it's it's looking pretty good. So by the end of this, I'll probably spend 30, 40 bucks on this ad. There'll probably be a few, at least two, three hundred people that like it or have some kind of reaction to it. And the cool thing is, is I can go in and invite all those people to like my page uh, for the Daryl Perry podcast. So if say we have 300 people that liked the post and we'll say, we'll say 10% of them, we'll say 30 people ended up uh, following the page back, then I spent $30 to have not only something that's a good like piece of marketing, you know, like a, a social media marketing example for a portfolio, but also, you know, if you would say to, to most people, okay, if you spend $30, you'll get 30 likes on your page of people that are actually interested in something that you post about. You would take that all day long, right? Because you see people all the time, like, like my Facebook page, okay? Well, these people at least have some sort of, of an interest in what it is that, that you're posting about. So, but I mean, that's, again, like, uh, what I like about these, these, these Wednesday Drive episodes, we're now two episodes in, uh, but this is going to kind of be a hodgepodge of everything that's kind of on my mind at the moment. Um, so like what I just told you about the Facebook ad would be something that when I talk about marketing, which I'm going to be doing a lot more marketing podcasts as well, because the stuff is changing so fast, um, you know, that, that would be the type of stuff there. So just tactical stuff. And, um, I'm, like I said, I'm still learning a lot of this stuff. I'm constantly learning, trying to figure out new things. So anything, if, if you're somebody that's running Facebook ads and you're like, oh, actually, you know, I know that qualifier, you know, that people have to do this and also this is really helpful, but you might also want to try this. You want to let me know something you're working on. I'd love to hear it because I am constantly trying to learn how to do all this stuff so that I can spread this message and build both of my businesses. Yes, the habit-based fitness coaching for people that hear the information I, I say about health and fitness and then decide that, you know, they want to... Uh, want to work one-on-one because they need more context in their situation. So we put context around it and it works. It really does. Um, and they actually get results faster. Who knew? Uh, but we're not about the race. And then the other business that I'm doing is small business marketing consulting. Basically taking my degree and my background and what I've learned trying to market your local fitness and giving that information out as well. And then again, if you want more specific context to your situation, we me and we do um, consulting meetings and I meet with you um, weekly and basically instead of hiring a person to take care of the stuff for you that might just be fresh out of college and may not really know how to apply marketing in the way of small business instead of having that person you have me as kind of your as your marketing consultant I come in we talk about the situation and we develop a marketing plan and we implement it that's how that works so these are the two businesses, and um, I've probably mentioned it, but I want to remind you guys, like my whole thing, my whole thing with marketing, because I live in the Cincinnati area, is I just want to be known, I just want to be one of the known marketers within three years. Like, I don't want to be some guru. I'm not a guru. Like, all the stuff that I do is just coming from implementing, um, just implementing the stuff that I've learned. It's not, there's, there's nothing, 
you know, there's, there's, there aren't really any quick tricks to it. The only thing as far as a quick trick is if we're sitting down and talking about marketing stuff that it took me a long time to kind of like bump my head and learn, like we could have a conversation about it and you wouldn't even have to go through that. So yes, I probably could teach you in a matter of a couple months stuff that it took me years to figure out within the context of your business. I think that's a great deal too. Um, <laughs> so with that, I have made it to my destination for our meeting. And let's see, that's pretty much all I have right now. Um, any comments or questions that you have, let me know. You can either DM me on Instagram. We'll do at your level fitness. So DM me on Instagram at your level fitness, or you can email me. That is Daryl at your level fitness.com. Um, I will say, cause you know, spreading this message, um, I'm enjoying sharing all this about fitness, about marketing and, and really just kind of like my day to day life. Uh, but I need your help in getting this message out to other people. And, and what really helps do that, of course, are the shares that you do, the one-on-one shares, the social media posts, the Instagram stories. That's all been a huge help. Um, the other thing is, is ratings and reviews. So as I mentioned before, there is a Facebook page. And if you just type in Daryl Perry podcast on Facebook, it'll come right up. Or if you like, Hey, where's your Facebook page? Um, I'll send you the link to it. But if you have gotten value out of anything that you've heard on this podcast, please leave a five-star rating, write a, a, write a review that, that would be, I, I would, that, that would just be amazing. And the same thing with iTunes, because that's how you get discovered, um, you know, on, on iTunes is the ratings and reviews. So, uh, same thing. If you've ever gotten any value from anything, if you've gotten value from anything I've said, please leave a rating and review. So thank you as always for listening and I will talk to you again real soon.